Hey there, this is the Evolution Sermon Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We hope that our message makes your week a bit more awesome. See you in church. The title of our message is God Coloured Light. So go ahead, type in the chat, God Coloured Light. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 to 16, the message version, it says, Here's another way to put it. You are here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We are going public with this as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives by opening up to others. You're prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. I love how the Message Bible puts it. We are to be a light, to bring God's colours into our world. How beautiful is that? One interesting thing about me is that I really love the sunlight. I don't mean the heat though, for sure, but the light. So if it rains too much in like December or January as always, or it gets too dark, I can feel it affecting my body and my mood. So getting up in the morning, taking a walk under the sunlight puts me in a pretty good place to start my day. All of us know light is made up of a spectrum of colours. Do you know that actually in a colourful rainbow, there is more than just six or I meant more than seven colours? Rainbows contain upward of a million colours. But unfortunately, blame it on humans' short-sightedness, we can't see all the other hues in between. They are invisible, but they're actually there in the rainbow. And I was so fascinated to know that actually no two persons can see the exact same rainbow. Because everyone's horizon is different. Everyone's eye is unique, which is so beautiful in a way. It is like humanity. We share so much in common, that's true. But at the same time, we are so, so diverse and different. Mm, We are called to be a light in this world that reflects not just six or seven or eight colours, but a mirror of colours, even those invisible ones, which maybe can't be seen by most people, except a handful of really special and awesome ones, whom I believe God loves the most. So today's message, I want to talk about what does it mean to be a God-coloured light in this world. You ready? So number one, it is to bring out the best in others. Do you know that light can create an atmosphere? It determines what a space feels like. So for example, bright white lights glaring off the walls creates a clinical atmosphere. Sounds familiar? Warm white light makes a room a little more welcoming. Colourful lights that twinkles make a space more festive. In a way, you can say light does not just cause us to see something, but it plays a role greater than that. Light influences how we feel about something. At the same time, it also reveals and enhances the quality, the shape, the form of that space. Light, in other words, can bring out the best in a space. So in the same way, young people, when we say be a light in this world, it is not about Yay, look at me. I am the brightest star in this whole universe. Look at how I shine, admire my brilliance and shimmer and whatnot. Oh, look at my achievements and grades. It's so awesome that you can't keep up. Okay, you get the idea, right? 
But don't get me wrong. Please be awesome, be brilliant, do good, do well in life, please. But what I'm saying is that being a light is not about self-praise or self-boasting. Yeah. Yeah. But rather, it is about bringing out the best in people, just like what light does to a space. Shine your light on other people, make them shine, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So just really recently, we had our Academy Excellence Weekend, right? Where we talked about studies and how important that is. Well, what's amazing is the whole service for the first time, we did it fully online, well, here at The Evolution Online. And the service was planned, filmed, edited, and put together creatively by our youth team. Wow. If you are sitting next to any youth, pat them on the back. Tinghui and Jared are the ones leading this project together and they did an amazing job. They have such potential, a creative mind with so many ideas. And the best of all is they are willing to put in all the work to make it happen. But what's even more powerful behind the scenes you don't know about is that they were supported by our amazing operation leaders, Cindy, Raymond and Christine. I mean, they are the ones encouraging them, talking through the details with them, helping them to sharpen their ideas and make it happen. There was one night I was in the office and they stayed with the team till really late in the night just to make sure everything is fine and to help them succeed at their first project. And I know this is not the only time. They are a light that shines on others and bring out the best in them. In the same way, I want to challenge you young people, bring out the best in others. When you're in a conversation with a friend, is it all about you talking about you or your day? If that is so, then maybe you should switch it around to ask how's their day and to think about how you might encourage or add to the other person. Make it your goal that people feel better about themselves after talking to you, not worst. <laughs> when you notice that your friend is really good at something, you know what? Encourage them instead of being competitive or insecure or start comparing with them. Yeah. When you're in a team, be it a project in school or a project or ministry in church, help each other succeed, yeah. support and help them shine. Yeah. Because we shine brighter together, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So before we move on to the second point, I want you to quickly write down one thing you are going to do this week to bring out the best in someone else. Not yourself, but in someone else. Be it for a friend, a new friend, or a junior. You got it? Okay, second point is be generous. Going back to the verse, it says, I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine, keep open house, be generous with your lives. Yeah, yeah. So shine bright like a diamond, young people. And what that means is be generous. Yeah, yeah. You see, light should be seen. It should be put on a light stand. It's like a city on a hill that can't be hidden. Yeah. So in the same way, our generosity, our goodness must be seen. So yes, pray for the poor, pray for the hungry, pray for the needs in this world, Instagram about it, talk about it, use your voice. It starts from there for sure, but it doesn't stop there. Go on to put your words and your prayers into action. Do something. Goodness starts from within, but it should also be seen and be felt tangibly. 
So what does being generous mean? What does doing good mean for us as young people? You know, in Matthew 10, 42, Jesus says this, that this is a large world I've caught you into, but don't be overwhelmed by it. It's best to start small. Give a cool cup of water to someone who is thirsty, for instance. The smallest act of giving or receiving makes you a true apprentice. You won't lose out on the thing. I find the words of Jesus really compelling because you need to know that the people Jesus was talking to, preaching to, many of them are poor people. They are farmers, peasants, really ordinary people, not those of the higher echelons of society. And yet Jesus challenges them to be generous with what they have. In the same way, let's be generous. Let's do good with what we have. As young people, I know we can be limited in some ways, right? Like financially, for sure. But that doesn't mean that we can't do anything, right? Start from giving to a friend in need or sharing with someone who you know is in need. Give time to care about what is outside of your circle of friends or outside of your circle of comfort. Donate to a cause. You know, I'm so inspired by so many of you guys this season. I know COVID being one of the many issues out there hasn't made it any easier for so many of us, so many of you. But in the midst of it all, we can still see light in the darkest night, right? I know many of you guys donated to our ITG fund, Into the Grey Fund, for migrant workers. And on your own accord as well, donated to causes in the last months, be it the Black Lives Matter movement or the many initiatives through giving.sg. I know pastor personally looked through every single person in church to see if anyone or any families are struggling financially and to see how the church might help. Some of you even volunteer at Willing Hearts to serve the community. I know Su Yang did an initiative called Hashtag Be Nice and he gave out 200 cans of 100 plus to the frontline workers and essential workers with a note to thank them. Many of his connect group friends volunteered to help him give out as well. How nice, right? So do good, young people, start somewhere, even if it's a small initiative. There are times when our lives are all sunshine, hopefully, but times when it's really gloomy and dark. And in moments like this, it's nice to have someone shine a light, show a little goodness and generosity to us. So will we be that person for someone else? And one thing I want to encourage all of us is, I know light is meant to shine the brightest in the darkest night, right? But I also know some days when you thought it probably can't get any worse than this and then the night just keeps getting darker. I mean, in our world, there just seems to be so much injustice, so much pain, so much darkness that it's almost hideous to look suffering in its face. It can feel overwhelming, but I want to encourage us to hold on to hope, hold on to light. I love a famous song that Leonard Cohen a Canadian poet songwriter wrote, and he says this, Ring the bells that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. The most broken places are those that light will seep in. Yes, sometimes you need a crack of light to see how dark the place really is, but also to be transformed by that light. However flawed a humanity we are, I believe God can shine His light through. May we always use our privilege and what we have to stand up for the people who can't. That the blessings in our lives is not so that we can have more than other people, but that we can be more generous than other people. And will we always be a God-coloured light, even in the darkest night, and to hold out a light for someone else. 
So I want you to quickly write down one generous thing you will try to start doing for someone in your team, your community, or your society. Amen? So the first two points, we talked about how we can bring a light in this world. Bring out the best in others and be generous. The next two points are something deeper and more personal that I want to speak into our hearts about. To be a light, there has got to be light in us. What I mean is, if our hearts are full of darkness, there's no way we are going to radiate light, right? At best, we can wait for other people to hopefully shine their light in us. But we have got no light to lead anyone, not even ourselves. So back to the deeper question. How can I have light in me so that I can be a light, a God-colored light that Jesus is talking about? So point number three is control what we let in. Control what we let into our lives. But before that, do you know that light is pertinent to survival. Psychologists tell us that one of the most difficult conditions a person can be forced to bear is light deprivation. So sad, right? Darkness, in fact, is often used in military captivity or penal institutions to break down an individual's sense of self. Once a person becomes disoriented, once they lose a sense of where they are, Once they can no longer feel in control of their physical surroundings, a person loses a sense of self. And when that happens, every shred of self-confidence shrivels. The giant within them falls. The spirit of resistance weakens. The prisoner becomes more pliable, more submissive, more willing to take directions. In other words, we are all built in such a way where not only our physical body needs natural light, but... Our inner life, our hearts, our soul needs light too. We can't survive if it's all darkness. And not only do we need light to survive, light also, in a way, creates healthy rhythms in our lives. This is pretty interesting. In relation to our exposure to light, our body should suppress the release of melatonin, a chemical in our body which makes us sleepy from around 7.30 a.m. onwards by right, making our most productive time roughly mid to late morning. During the middle section of the day, there are higher amounts of white and blue light. And this actually contributes to a feeling of alertness, supposedly improving concentration and productivity. As the day draws into evening and we begin releasing melatonin again, we become sleepier and it is more difficult to focus until eventually most people fall asleep. Well, unless you're using our devices that's going to keep you up in the night. But me saying so much is to prove a point to you that you got to control what you let into your life. This is so important to know because what we let into our lives determine the light in our lives. I say again, what we let into our lives determine the light in our lives. And notice that not all light is life-giving. Not all light is genuine, brings joy, love, and happiness. So caution, beware, be careful, young people, what you let into your heart. Because if you let too much negative talk in, it eats away your courage. It makes you feel failure more than you should. It makes you weak. It makes you fall short of living life in its fullness. 
if you let too much drama in, well, it creates more drama, okay? It throws you into a mess, confusion, instead of stability, strength, and groundedness. If you let too much worldliness in, you get caught up with anxiety, living for the wrong things, and chasing after the wrong goals, being who you don't want to be, going after superficial satisfaction or success. So do your best to filter what you let in. Guard what feeds, what influences your soul, mind, and heart. So at this point, I want you to quickly write down one thing that you need to be more careful about letting it into your life. Got it? Awesome. You know, I find it so interesting that Jesus doesn't just say, we are the light of this world. But guess what? He is the light of the world. So in John 8, 12, he says, Jesus once again addressed them, I am the world's light. No one who follows me stumbles around in the darkness. I provide plenty of light to live in. He is the perfect light that never goes out. And when we follow Jesus, his light shines into our lives. Pretty cool, huh? I want to give you a picture of how that looks like. In Exodus chapter 13, there was this point of time where God's people finally left Egypt, a place where they were enslaved for many, many years. And they were journeying through wilderness to their promised land. So look at Exodus chapter 13, verse 20 to 22. It says, God went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud during the day to guide them on the way, and at night in a pillar of fire to give them light. Thus they could travel both day and night. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night never left the people. Wow, God is always present. And just how this passage says, right? He is the pillar of fire that illuminates our night, showing us what's ahead of our path, giving us direction where we need to go and to stay away from dangers and pitfalls. So I want to encourage you young people, of all the good you should let into your heart, let God into your life as well. Because He's the light who will never leave you. And possibly the one we need the most in our darkest moments. So last point, how can I have light in me? Number four is to confront our shadows. The interesting thing I realized is that light can pass through any material that's transparent. And in the same line of thought, Light can fully pass through us if we are transparent. And in my own words, if we are perfect, right? I mean, if we are perfect, we should be able to reflect all the goodness within. Mm -hmm. And all that light that God shines in us, we should be able to reflect the fullness of it. But you know what? Unfortunately, no one is perfect. We are not perfect. And so, wherever there is light, there will always be shadows. When we step into the path of light, we also cast a shadow upon us. Light shines the brightest in the dark. It is like a beacon that's hard to pass. That's true, but so is my shadow. So we are never alone somehow. Our shadow seems to follow us for the rest of our lives in the presence of light. We are us and our shadows. So what is my shadow? It is the despised quarters of our being. You see, what we deem as good, as ordinary, are our norm. Anything less than that goes into our shadow. For example, 
Our shadows are parts of ourselves that we dislike, things we don't like about ourselves, characters we have that we know are not good to be seen, habits we know that are unhealthy. So anything less than the good and the ordinary goes into our shadow. But you know, it's astonishing to find that anything better also goes into our shadow. Some of the pure gold in us is also relegated to the shadows because it cannot fit into what we think is the norm and ordinary. For example, there was this story of a prodigy boy by the name Tom. One day, his parents took him to have his intelligence assessed and the results came back that he was actually in the top 0.1% in Britain. Even though Tom loved numbers, mathematics and problem sums, there was a dark shadow side to his intelligence. His childhood was largely unhappy because he found it hard to fit in with all the other kids and to relate to them. Because of that, he feels frustrated with himself and isolated from everyone else. His classmates didn't want him in class because he's different from them. There was once at five years old when he said that he felt like lives like a maze. He is feeling lost and he wants to end his life. Five years old. Well, thankfully, he is 12 now, and his favorite way to relax is to come up with mathematic exam papers, complete with marking sheets. So you can definitely look for him if you need more practice papers for your exams. <laughs> Two years ago for Christmas, he even asked his parents for the registration fee to sit for the GCSE mathematic exam that all the youth will only take when they are 16. So in the same way, sometimes, there are pure gold, pure gems in us that may not fit into what we think society or people see as normal. Mm. You may have strengths or talents which you just don't see in people around you. Yeah. You know, shadows are not all bad after all because it is in facing and confronting our conflicts, criticisms and contradictions in us that we grow. It is in wrestling with our shadow self, with failure, with who we are, that we mature. It is in struggling with our shadows that we uncover both the bad, but also the really good that's buried underneath all of that. Wow. It is an opportunity for us to turn our shadows into substance. At this point, I want you to quickly write down one thing that's hidden in your shadow that you need to learn to face that you need to learn to confront. And I want to encourage you, don't be afraid of your shadows when light shines. Be brave, young people. So I want to conclude with one last story, and it is about this man who is known to be one of the great modern architects and a master of light, and he is Louis Kahn. He's the architect behind many famous buildings, such as the National Assembly in Dhaka, Bangladesh, the auditorium of the Kimbell Art Museum. He was known for saying this, that light is the giver of all presences, all material in nature, the mountains and the streams and the air, and we are made of light which has been spent. And this crumpled mess called material casts a shadow, and the shadow belongs to light. Light is the maker of material. I want to emphasize just one thing he said, that light is the maker of material. In all of his architectures, light is not an add-on. He shifts, 
He positions all of his materials in a way to bring out the natural light that he wants to see. Different material brings out a different effect, brings out a different colour when light is shown. So that's what he meant by light actually defines the material based on how this material reflects light. So in the same way, what I want to say is that position yourself, shape yourself, change yourself in a way that can bring out the best colour. I believe everyone is of a different material that brings out a different colour. So be you, yes, but be one that can reflect the most light through you. May you glow and shine bright like a diamond for other people. I believe so much beauty lies in the human soul and we got to search, uncover, sometimes confront so that light can shine. Yeah. Or to put it more poignantly, so that God-coloured light in us can shine. May we always see light and may we be the God-coloured light in our world. So I want to close with the verse that we opened today in Matthew 5, 14 to 16. It says, here's another way to put it. You are here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We are going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you on a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house, be generous with your lives. By opening out to others, you prompt people to open up with God this generous Father in heaven. Yeah.